This is Gary and Shannon, and you're listening to KFI AM640, the Gary and Shannon Show, on demand on the iHeartRadio app. There's a lot going on today on this Monday. Some stories that we're following um, tonight. The shuttle Endeavor is going to undergo its final historic lift down uh, near USC at the Air and Space Center there. Tonight is when they're supposed to use those giant cranes, set that thing up on its uh, on its end like it's going to be, you know, looks like it's going to be taken off. So uh, that is what's going on locally. There was a, a story also in Granada Hills. At the top of next hour, we're going to talk more about it. Uh, about 7 o'clock Saturday night, cops found uh, a home on Lurdo Avenue. Four people shot, all of them uh, dead. Authorities said a guy in his 80s, the father, I believe he turned out to be 79, shot and killed his wife, also in her 80s, two adult children in their 40s. And then the, guy, the uh, father turned the gun on himself. There's a lot going on internationally, and there is something to be said about a swift, uh, decisive response to what happened in Jordan. There is a place called Tower 22, a small forward operating outpost in the corner of Jordan, basically as, as close as you could get to Iraq and Syria without being in Iraq and Syria, still being in Jordan. Um, and then we start with... This is uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, one of his first appearances since being in the hospital. Let me start with my outrage and sorrow for the death of three brave U.S. troops in Jordan and for the other troops who were wounded. The president and I will not tolerate attack on U.S. forces, and we will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. Um, this, as far as we know, is the first time that one of these drone strikes from I Iran-affiliated militias, whatever term you want to use, but it's basically Iran pulling the trigger on this. This, this is the first time we've seen one of these attacks end in fatalities, which is amazing. It's um, considering there have been close to 200 attacks since October in that area on American troops in Iraq, Syria, Jordan, um, and other places. It's amazing that this is the first time that we uh, have seen fatalities as a result. This was a one-way drone, as they say. It's just a, a, a drone packed with explosives. It's a kamikaze drone, except there's nobody to, to lose, I guess. There's nobody to pilot this thing. It takes itself in. Now, the security, the national security spokesman, John Kirby, Rear Admiral, has said, you know, we're going to carefully something, something, be careful and, you know, decide. And I certainly can't deny the fact that there have been a, a series of uh, attacks now increasingly lethal over weeks and months, which is why the president is going to be reviewing what the appropriate response is going forward. We don't want to see these attacks continue. Uh, and we want to make it clear uh, that they're unacceptable. We also want to make it clear that we'll do what we have to do to protect our troops, our facilities, our national security interests in the region. Uh, those are the options that the president is weighing right now uh, we're going to take this very very seriously uh i will say this stuff is moving uh there will be some sort of retaliation it will be significant although we don't know how significant we don't know exactly what it is that the united states military has planned but we probably by the even by the end of the show today by the end of our show we should have some indication as to exactly what's going to be going on the um the Iranians have said they don't have any involvement in this. The state news agency said uh, Tehran is distancing itself from the attack, calling accusations of Iranian involvement baseless. 
Iran's foreign ministry spokesman said in a statement today that regional resistance groups, that's a cute little term, regional resistance groups, do not take orders from Iran. We believe the region does not need more tension or a new war. Yeah, okay, the, the point this out. The foreign ministry spokesman says that they do not take orders from Iran unless Iran told them to knock it off. Or Iran stopped supplying them with weapons. That might also be a way to do that. But the Islamic resistance in Iraq, this group of a, a number of these smaller militias that are completely backed by Iran, said in a statement that it had attacked a number of targets along the Jordan-Syria border, including the uh, Al-Rukban camp. That camp is pretty close to U.S. Outpost Tower 22. The Islamic resistance telegram channel was where that statement came out uh, shortly before the United States announced the death of uh, of the three service members. Now, Joe Biden was at a church in South Carolina. I'm not going to play the audio. It's awful audio. He's the president of the United States, and for some reason we can't get the guy a clean audio feed. But he said, I want to point out that we had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our bases. Now, there have been 158, at least 158 attacks on U.S. and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria since October. They have been drones, they've been rockets, they've been missiles. For the most part, like I said, they've been unsuccessful in terms of uh, American casualties. And it's not clear why... The defense mechanisms that we have in place around those bases and outposts did not intercept this drone. It is believed to be the first known attack on Tower 22 since we saw some of these uh, attacks starting up in the middle of October. Part of the, uh, the U.S. forces there are as part of an advise and assist mission in uh, with Jordan, I should say, about 350 U.S. Army and Air Force personnel deployed to the base, conducting a number of key support functions, including support to the coalition for the lasting defeat of ISIS. Now, this has prompted some pretty amazing and angry, angry responses, especially from Republicans. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who was very vocal, said that the United States needs to hit Iran now, period, hit them hard, period, Senator John Cornyn, Republican out of Texas, also suggested target Tehran. That's all he wrote. Now, he had to go back and suggest, I'm not saying that we kill Iranian civilians, but we need to go after and make Iran feel the pain of overstepping at this point, having killed three American troops. Um, the former president, former President Trump, said the... Attacks underscored President Biden's weakness as commander in chief. He didn't actually suggest anything. He didn't say we go punch Tehran in the nose or anything. But the former president said this terrible day is yet more proof that we need an immediate return to peace through strength so that there will be no more chaos, no more destruction and no more loss of precious American lives. There's no. There's no diplomating your way out of this. And I know that President Biden told that church group in South Carolina where he was yesterday that he had already contacted Iran or Iran through our intermediaries when it comes to uh, to diplomatic things. 
But that's not how they they don't they don't respond to that. And even if Iran, the government of, is not responsible for this, these smaller groups, what did they call them? The um, These regional, what was the term? Regional resistance groups. If these regional resistance groups aren't taking orders from Tehran, they understand one thing, and that is being blown apart into a fine pink mist. That's the only thing that would convince them to stop. Because Iran's not going to do it. Someone has to do it, and it sounds like it's going to be a, a pretty a pretty lengthy volley of some of America's finest uh, weapons being showered upon them. But we shall see. Um, and again, it, based on the timing, they're not going to do it in the middle of the day. They do it in the middle of the night, and uh, it will soon be the middle of the night uh, in Iran and Yemen and those areas where where we would see some things. Um, anyway, some of the stories we're following. The 49ers oh, are going yeah. to the Super Bowl. This was pretty fun. <laughs> this game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! I texted you before oh. the game, to be clear, and I just said, have fun. It's, it's only, only a game. game. To which I didn't like. You didn't well, you didn't like it because you didn't respond. I did until, not respond. Until halftime when they were down by 17. And I said, this is all your fault. <laughs> you wrote, you did this. <laughs> and I thought, oh, crap. I think my husband was very happy that I had you to turn on and not him who was seated with me. <laughs> Oh, but it was a great... It was so much fun. I was talking to producer Ann this morning. I think you could arguably say this has been one of the greatest seasons. Yeah. Because of all of the twists and turns, all of the great teams that ended up collapsing, all of the the middle-of-the-road teams that ended up excelling. And that's what I thought was going to happen with the Niners. I thought this was going to be a Dodger story of a great regular season team, and then they were going to crap themselves. I thought the Packers had the best shot because they were so hot. Mm -hmm. Detroit was hot, too. But uh, those decisions to go for it on fourth down, I know, analytics, analytics, they say to go for it. But you know what you, first of all, Dan Campbell is not an analytics guy. No. This is a football guy. He's a football he should gut feel guy. it in yeah. his gut that when I, I did not understand them going for it the first time. I understood the second time because it was desperation. But going for it the first time they went for it was all ego. And that was a mistake that probably cost the Lions their first Super Bowl birth. Yeah, that's too bad. Because they were a fun team to watch. They, they were real... sure were. Uh, all right. We'll talk more about uh, football stuff and uh, the take calls on whether or not and, you should and go. And can we also just get a side dish of freaking Harbaugh? Like, I haven't been able to take my <laughs> life right. for the past four days. It's been insanity. Do you know how many times I've gone over what I'm going to say to Jim Harbaugh? I, was, I, I wake up at 2, 3 in the morning, and I go through it in my head. And it changes every time. You need to keep a journal. You need I to, do need to keep so a that, journal. When you do see him, you it's going to be a disaster. But he's crazy, too. So I think he'll get it. You know, I was just describing what happened in Jordan. Three Americans killed in this drone attack on uh, an outpost called Tower 22. Also in the Middle East, this groundbreaking story that says that six 
United Nations Relief and Works Agency workers, uh, they call it UNRWA, were part of the wave of Palestinian militants who killed 1,200 people on October 7th. In fact, two of those UN workers helped kidnap Israelis. Two others were tracked to sites where a bunch of Israeli civilians were shot and killed. And others coordinated some logistics for the assault, including procuring weapons for the militants as they made their way across the border. Of those 12 uh, employees, those 12 United Nations employees with links to the attacks, seven of them were teachers. Seven of them, either primary or secondary school teachers, two math teachers, a couple of language teachers, one primary school teacher. All of this comes from uh, intelligence reports that were then published by, or at least looked at and reported on by the Wall Street Journal. The estimates shared with the United States conclude that about 1,200 of the 12,000 UN employees in Gaza have links to terrorist groups, either Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad. About half of those have close relatives who belong to Hamas or Islamic Jihad. And both groups have been designated terrorist organizations by the United States and others. And, of course, we know that Hamas has been running Gaza for about 16, 17 years now. The Israeli government official, one of the senior government officials who commented on it, said, the problem is not just a few bad apples that were involved in the October 7th massacre. The institution as a whole has been a haven for Hamas's radical ideology. Um, a spokesperson for that specific agency, the Relief and Works Agency, didn't comment, saying that the U.N. internal investigation is already underway. But think about that. Ten percent of all of their employees in Gaza have some connection to either Hamas or Palestinian uh, Islamic Jihad. You just got to take out Travis Kelsey. You just have to remove him from the equation, force you, them to go somewhere else. How do you do that? Do you delay? Do you delay Taylor's plane from Japan? Flying in Saturday before the game or what? How do you know that already? That is a headline that unfortunately has been uh, promulgated quite a bit in the last That's 12 really hours. That's really unfortunate. She's finishing up the four-night tour in Japan or the four-night stop in Japan. And then doesn't have another. She goes to Melbourne, Australia, I think, after that. But in between, she could get off the stage February 10th, mm -hmm. fly to Vegas, be in Vegas by 10 p.m. basically Saturday before the game, Saturday night. Sure. Um, when rest. you have that much money, you uh, can make anything she happen. Could be, she'll be fine. Right. Nobody uh, was I was thinking about this on the flight today, and I was thinking a lesser me would turn on her. And, I'd like and, to and, meet the lesser you. Uh, she is going to emerge probably on Thursday. Thursday this week or Thursday? Probably Thursday this week. Okay. I think the lesser me is going to be here quickly. But a lesser me would turn on Taylor. I like Taylor Swift and I like her music, but this is getting obnoxious. It's getting too much. And part of it's not her fault. I mean, she even said, go away when the camera went to her, right? Like, she's even realizing that it's obnoxious. Yeah. Why are we adding to the hysteria in the media? She she could uh, it's her boyfriend that's great it's love everyone loves a love story maybe like just say swift yes song. it is a taylor swift song <laughs> but you know uh it's our fault in the media we spend too much time on it well and, and now it's obnoxious she could she could find ways to downplay it too I mean, like is she really a, like not sit in the suite, not sit in the suite, <laughs> not completely overreact and, you know, 
just completely, you know, overdo it for the cameras when she's I, I, new to this, though. It's very exciting for her, I guess. Um, top CIA officials have been meeting with Egyptian, Qatari and Israeli intelligence bosses in a meeting in Paris. They're looking at a potential another ceasefire and a hostage exchange deal between Israel and Hamas. Among those at the summit, uh, our CIA director, William Burns, the prime minister of Qatar, uh, the chief of Mossad, Dadi Barnea, the bosses of Israel's internal security service, Shin Bet, and the Egyptian intelligence minister were also present at part of that uh, as these talks continue. Did you hear what's going on in Newark, New Jersey? Residents there getting to buy houses for $1 today. It's the city's first public home ownership lottery. An effort to help more families buy homes because just one out of four Newark residents are homeowners. One hmm. dollar. You've got to be pre-registered and agree to renovate and live in what you've bought for a buck for at least 10 years. You can get all sorts of help. A mortgage that requires no down payment, no closing costs, and redevelopment advice from HUD counselors on how to turn your house into a home. Hmm. Uh, I did something very fun that I'll tell you about a little bit later, but uh, I met a falconer. Remember we had uh, I saw Nicod that on Nicodemus. your wife's uh, Instagram. I, I, I'm speechless. Really? I, it was so we had such a great time. It was so amazing. With the so, falconer. Well, I mean, or yes, with the bird in itself. general with the with the weekend that we had, but Good. but that was one of those moments when it was it surprisingly fun uh and really great. So but I'll explain a little later. Good. Right. You needed a good weekend. I can't tell you how much <laughs> I needed that. And my wife had said uh, at the end, she's like, you know, the cliche of like, uh, much, much needed vacation. Uh, yeah. I've And I've never felt that at the end of a vacation we've ever taken. There's a lot of driving or there's a lot of this or you got to get on the airplane. You got to deal airports. You got to repack. You got to unpack. You gotta, ugh, none of that. This was at the end of it by Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. It was it made such a huge difference. Good recharge. Just in terms, totally great recharge. Yeah, good. Um, so over the weekend, Twitter, this is X, blocked searches about Taylor Swift. Not because people were upset about her or, you know, they, they got too much of her and they knew that she was going to be at the game. No, no. It was because there had been a series of fake nude images that started showing up online. And if you searched her name... For, uh, you would get this message. Posts aren't loading right now. And the head of business operations for Twitter slash X confirmed searches have been paused for safety reasons. I mean, imagine if you're, if you have a kid and uh, she or he is a huge Taylor Swift fan and they search tw Taylor Swift on Twitter and all of a sudden it's all nudes. So there's a question about whether or not uh, there's a question about whether they'll ever be able to find who made these things, right? Or who directed AI to make these things, to make them look very realistic. But it raised a question that I thought was interesting, and it was whether or not there should be some sort of curriculum in schools or something about how we teach kids to keep an eye out for deep fakes, whether it's deep fake images, deep fake movies, deep fake audio. Remember, there was just last week the story out of New Hampshire that someone had faked a Joe Biden call to tell people to stay home from the uh, Democratic primary there in New Hampshire. Save your vote, I think, was the term they used 
uh, for uh, Save Your Vote for November. This is just the tip of the iceberg, yeah. folks. This is just starting. This There's, is the the infancy of what is going to happen with AI. This, and there was a time. We're, we're going to laugh. We're going to look <laughs> back in probably 18 months and be like, oh, remember when that Taylor Swift AI nudes story hit? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be everywhere. Um, there is an article on the Washington Post today specifically uh, that was there earlier. I can't find it right now, but it was a, a series of pictures, just people's faces. It was just a series of pictures. And the banner across the top said some of these images are created by AI. And it was a quiz. Can you, just by looking at some of these pictures, determine which ones are real and which ones are fake? Well, there's so much little left to the imagination these days, too, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, but there it's a weird thing. I mean, I see Britney Spears nude every day. You do, huh? On Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's like it's kind of just it, it's kind of at this point, I think for a lot of people it's like, okay, it's not jarring, it's not shocking anymore. Right. It would be different if it was a celebrity. Well, um what was the what was the name? Like I saw a nun at the airport today. She was in the full nunnery, the whole robe the thing on the head, the whole bit. If she took it all off right there as I was walking through the airport, I would be shocked. But when I see a new celebrity, I'm not shocked. Um, Vanessa Williams is the one I was thinking of. Remember when Vanessa Williams, Miss America. Oh, right. Ended up oh, in. Oh, they found out that she was in Playboy. Playboy? Penthouse, I Penthouse. think is what it was. Before it, she won. And then she got her crown taken. Yeah. I mean. That was shocking. That was shocking. That, Granted, that was the 80s. It was yeah. mid-80s, I think it was. Uh, but but that was one of those shocking moments of, well, and now, especially for female celebrities, nudity is not a big deal. It's not right. a big thing. But determining if you don't want it out there, right. I'm assuming Taylor Swift doesn't want these out there. Well, like um, the nudes that Mondo sent me of you yeah. over the weekend. Like well, they you looked, said they're tasteful. I mean, they are tasteful. Are they... Are, if they're the I I had asked specifically that it's not full frontal that there's at least some sort of like you know it's just like over the shoulder stuff so there's that's some more... coy shots but then there's also other ones coy coy over shots. the shoulder is pretty coy isn't it like yeah mm. or I'm standing in line and I'm trying to find out who's behind me like who's that right yeah. Because then it's not coy like. <laughs> this is uh, scary. I've clicked on this repeatedly this morning. Um, there was a woman trapped in a gondola for 15 hours. It happened in South Lake Tahoe. And this woman, Monica Lasso, says that she was stranded at Heavenly. It was Thursday. She was tired. And she has to work her for directions to a gondola that would take her to the base. Because there's different places at Heavenly. I think there's a couple places. I haven't been there for years, but there's a restaurant at the top. Mm -hmm. I think there's another place halfway through. Um, and then there's the bottom. And you can go up during the summer or the winter or wherever. It's it's a fun little trip. Uh, we actually, my husband and I actually got stuck on this. Oh, this is funny. This was one of our first dates. Um, or the first time we went away together. And we go up there. He had a conference for work. And it was August or September. And we go up and we take the gondola and it was snowing. So there was snow there. So it had to have been later on in the year. Anyway, um, we go up there and it breaks. And so we're stuck there. And the problem was, is there was a 49er game that was starting at 1 p.m. That would be a problem. 
And it was a he realized it was a real problem for the first time. <laughs> he decided to stay with me. But at one point we had to get the guys to like turn on the radio up there because it was it, it was going to be hours. Right. So we got the game on the radio, which a crisis averted. But these things break. It, it happens. It's not a, a one off. And this woman apparently was in a gondola in one of the cars when it just stopped. So she was stuck there overnight. She was stuck in the gondola for 15 hours with temperatures in the 20s. Okay. There's a couple questions I have about this. First of all, she said she was too tired to snowboard down the rest of the mountain to get out of there. Okay. I understand. I can, it's a, it can be tiring. But why did you go up if you were going to be tired on the way down? That, it's not like she walked up there. She didn't hike up to the top. The other thing is she didn't have her phone with her. Right. So she yelled and, for help, apparently. But in most of these ski resorts now, I shouldn't say most, a lot of them, your phone is your pass. You can just scan your phone. Oh, as is you, that right? Yeah, instead of, you know. The, they remember, don't have the tickets anymore? I, some of them do, I'm sure. But you can also use it as your pass. So I, and having been to Heavenly plenty of times, I think there was something else going on. I think she's high as ball and no, but a, even if she's high, the gondola stopped and did not take I, her down yes, the mountain, which is the problem. It. But I'm saying I'm she's saying, probably high. Yes. Most she had not been high, high. She would have been able to go the rest of the way down the mountain. How? She would have had her phone with her. She would. Oh, you mean she wouldn't have needed the gondola? She would never gondola. have gotten on the gondola in the first place. But the problem is the gondola broke down, and she yelled for help, and nobody heard her, and she was there for 15 hours. <laughs> Rubbing her hands and feet together. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. I mean, she's fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'd like to see you trapped in a gondola for 15 hours and hear people tell tell you it was a hoax. Didn't we learn anything from Denise Huskins? Again, I don't say, I'm not saying it was a hoax, but all right, let me see. So you're blaming her because she was high. <laughs> That's not the problem here. I And it's perfectly legal to be high and go snowboarding. It is, especially at uh, Heavenly. I spent two nights at the Terranea Resort with my wife, mm -hmm. and it was incredible. It was a trip that we had planned before we had to cancel it we had to move it we had to, it, this has been a long time coming so there was some amount of anticipation for it just right. the idea that well I, you've had trips that you've had to postpone and cancel and multiple trips yeah. to different parts of the country that i've right. had to cancel the world postpone. really so uh it turned out it was the perfect place at the perfect time and it was the weather was incredible. Not too many people. Not too many people. Right. Uh, I was worried that there was like, oh, it's dog friendly. Perf like, Did you go there because you love Trump so much? No, no. Because that's what the talkback people say. <laughs> I went there because <laughs> I've heard about it forever. Oh, it's and gorgeous. have never done it's anything. It's a beautiful property. We got, well, okay, we did a massage, which is a little bit out of my did comfort zone. Did you do it zone. together? Yes. It was okay. a couple's massage. Um, and two masseurs, masseurs, massagers. However you say it, there were two people there, one, one for each of us. Mm -hmm. And the room that we were in to get the massage on Friday afternoon was the room. I mean, the room that's in the brochure where the doors just open to the ocean and there's nothing. There's no there's no car sounds. There's no it's just the, the ocean. Mm -hmm. It was 
It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Did you enjoy a stranger touching your naked body? I didn't have any problem with that. Was it a boy or a girl? It was a girl. Ah. Yeah. There were two. Yeah. Our two masseurs were, were both women. Yeah, that's good. So uh, it was, we had such a great time. The food was, there was not a bad meal in the place. Great. And there's hiking trails and there was a fun, we saw, we saw a guy on Friday morning, early Friday morning in one of the big grass uh, areas. And he's swinging something, like he's whipping something around and there's this bird that's following him. They have a falconer on staff there to keep like seagulls and other, you know, uh, keep down the the rodent population. Make all that sure sort of you stuff. don't get pooped on when you're paying through the nose. Exactly. No, no little seagulls are going to steal my French. They guy. don't do that at the Holiday Inn. But three or four days a week, this guy then, after he does his morning rounds, he shows you his birds. Like that's they. He sits there and explains what he's doing and why. Do they have names? Yes, what I don't were their remember names? what they were. You don't I, remember I do their remember names? one of them was a Harris Hawk. Another one was a, a um, hybrid falcon. And then he brought out an owl. And the owl's name was Albert. No way. Yes. You it made was, that up. I, I swear. It was so much fun. Is he a dad? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Albert. we had such a great time. It was such one. It was one of those. You didn't have to go very far. You didn't have to fly anywhere. You, you needed that. You needed to uh, stay at one place, not have any logistical issues. Great food. You did the right thing. You did the perfect thing. Good job. You've been listening to The Gary and Shannon Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Monday through Friday and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.